Hi, I'm Gary Wilkerson, and you've joined us here on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm here with Joshua West. Joshua, hi. How's it going? Glad to be with you. Yeah, we're continuing our series, a 12-week series on the power of God and how he's moving in the world today, uh, looking at a move of God in our generation. And that uh, takes on different forms, and the forms we're talking about are really heart issues. Uh, people aren't looking at a revival and spiritual awakening and saying, like, oh, I, I needed to be charismatic, or I needed to be emotional. What they say, I, I need to be life-changing. I want, I want a revival to make me more like Jesus. So these are attributes of Jesus that we can uh, with, take a hold of into our own life and, and be real to us. Uh, today, we're talking about how goodness overcomes evil. Uh, but really, this is a powerful topic when you know when you think of this uh the, the 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 two kingdoms at war right from the garden of eden you see this conflict the the serpent and and uh, adam and eve and then then the serpent and christ him stepping on the serpent's head and the, and the serpent striking the heel and that 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 striking of the heel actually is so poisonous it causes a death, the death of Christ. But he rises again, and that crushes the head of Satan. And there's this cosmic battle that's been going on uh, for a long time. So, uh, Joshua, just to start with, I, I kind of want to not talk about us and our battle with good and evil, but just what's going on in the cosmic realm. And I'm I'm not really into, you know, the, the, that really bizarre. There's a kind of a strange spiritual warfare thing. Right. Uh, but but there really is in reality things going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Powers, principalities, rulers, dominions. Uh, I think sometimes here in America today we are so materialistic, not in the sense of finances and money. Uh, but material world, the things we can touch, taste, see, the, the scientific proof of these things. And now we're attributing everything that is um, is probably supernatural in its essence, we're attributing it to, to material things like, oh, that's a chemical imbalance, that's not demon possession, oh, that, that wasn't Satan and the devil, that was just, you know, bad luck. And this has crept into the church as well, I think. Right. You know, that, I think, you know, the the sort of... You have your out in the open sort of like philosophical um, secular humanism, but the undercurrent of that is the philosophy of naturalism. Naturalism, exactly. And I think uh, naturalism, when you say materialism in that context, I think that's that's really what we're talking about. And I think sometimes when you mentioned, you know, people who do very bizarre and unbiblical things, you know, when it comes to, quote unquote, spiritual warfare or talking about things that are, I mean, they're just, seems like they're just making them up. Um, I think sometimes people who are a little more um, biblical and maybe even a little more, um, uh, you know, just reserved don't want to get caught up in that so they stay silent about it. But I think the truth is, um, is that if we don't have a good sense that there is a spiritual world yeah, exactly. that is more real than the material world that yeah. we live in, um, that we will 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 make wrong decisions how we live our life, how we view people, how we um, preach doctrine, how we live in community, how we pursue things in life, how we treat people. Um, when we don't look at these terms like good and evil. In, in a deeply rooted spiritual sense. Yeah. You know, um, I, don't, I wouldn't say it goes quite as far as when we talked about love, the word being co-opted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but good, you know, can... So some people, good means, you know, great. How was our service? Was it great? Right. Was it good? <laughs> yeah. Was it mediocre? But in, in, in biblical definitions, good is not under great. It's next to it. Yeah. Um, and so we're not talking about 
something that's not quite great, but it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. We're talking about goodness, ultimate yeah. goodness, which is connected to justice, which is connected mm -hmm. to truthfulness, which is connected to the very character of God. And so I think it's important just from the beginning to say, to talk about these things in our world, yes. um, that we need to realize that there is uh, objective good, there is mm -hmm. objective evil, and we know what those things are based on God's word. And I think what we're talking about is how do those things flesh out into our lives? How does good overcome evil? Yeah, yeah. I think just backing up again a little bit more to where we're starting at the starting point, because I mean, we can talk about good to evil. And if we just talk about good and evil, we're going to be talking about it more on a philosophical natural level, yeah. which is, which is, it comes down to that. Right. You and I, as people live in a peopled world and we have to, there's conflict and there's evil that is just uh, human, human evil, like uh, sinners. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to talk about first was uh, outside of that, without getting into the, and the reason I want to get into this is because I've so avoided it. I've so avoided it because it's so hyper charismatic. Right. Uh, you know, a demon, everything's a demon. And, uh, you know, oh, I, I saw an angel and I went to heaven five times and I, or I died, you know, all this just, there's utter craziness. Yeah. And so I think that almost puts a bad light on looking into the spiritual realm of good and evil and and makes us makes us almost like you know i think with c.s lewis or somebody that said like you know one of the devil's greatest uh desires is to make himself not like he doesn't exist that's exactly right uh, i think that he, was lewis you know, then he can do whatever he wants without getting any uh credit for it if he doesn't get any credit for it then he's not going to get any conflict uh addressed towards him and yet you know so so in my naturalistic or humanistic I know that sounds strange for a pastor to be saying that, that, but a lot of pastors read Scripture through a, a humanistic point of view. And even, so you go to Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities. And so we start thinking of powers, oh, somebody who's powerful, uh, principalities, oh, maybe that's like the northeast of or Washington, D.C. It's a, you know, it's, it's a human principality and power. But, but then he goes on to spiritual forces. You know, so he's talking about something that is supernatural, that is, that is, uh, uh, a, a, a created reality, uh, you know, th those things didn't just, it's not like God existed and then right. the devil existed and they, they, you know, they're in this cosmic battle. It's the, all of these are created beings, but uh, if, if we're going to understand good and evil, we have to first, I think, understand what's behind, you know, so you, you put up a picture of, of, a, of an evil person, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. Right. Without question, there is behind that person a dark force, a reality. No doubt about Paul's it. saying we're wrestling not just against, you know, people that kill, steal, and destroy, but the one who over that kills, steal, and destroy. So we have a double, uh, a double enemy, if you will. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, we are, um, we have a battle against the world, mm -hmm. our flesh, flesh, and the devil. Right. And, uh, we, we preach a lot about the flesh. We talk a lot about the world. And not in a glorifying way, but we, we don't talk a lot about the devil or the, the his host of fallen angels. or right. Because, like, like you mentioned, that some hyper-charismatic people have mm -hmm. turned that, you know, so it's almost comical, you yeah. know, the idea. And it negates yeah. responsibility from us and all that right. kind of stuff. But the Bible speaks a lot about these things. Before I forget to, let me just... Um, 
encourage anybody who's listening, if you want a really, really good book about this that is balanced, biblical, theological, but tackles some of these issues, uh, a, a man by the name of Michael Heiser wrote a book called The Unseen Realm, and I, I used it in some of my doctoral studies. Okay, and and, cool. it, and it, it's such a balanced book that made me realize that <laughs> yeah. I did I haven't a- asked as many questions mm-hmm. about this as I should have. And he and it's scripture. I mean, he's going through yeah. scripture. But I I, I think uh, I think you're right. If we if we leave that component out, then we're then we're missing a, a very vital. Um, enemy you know yeah. evil has a face right you know, i can tell i can tell we're meant to be talking about what we're meant to be talking about because um I, I just read the book recently haven't finished it yet to be honest with you but that's where some of my thinking has gone if there's going to be a revival in in, in you, america you, you're reading the book that i just yeah, mentioned oh I okay and i was going to mention it today oh I, sorry i, I, I didn't no, know no, no, i'm glad you did <laughs> we it, should it, plan better <laughs> you know, well you know just for those who are listening you know it kind of speaks something about a spiritual realm you know not only the evil but good that god is up to something yes. as, as you use that in your doctoral study i knew you never told me that yeah and, and i'm looking at that now and i'm just blown away by it and it's and not just that book but a, a couple others that i'm studying about the, the unseen realm in a sense and saying like oh man i have not been I've not been allowing that to be part of my worldview, thus part of my ministry, thus not part of my life. So right. when I'm seeing, when my my kids went through some addiction problems, I never saw that as, I saw that as fleshly and sin, which it is. Right. And they're responsible. I'm not saying like they're, you know, because no sometimes doubt. people look look at the demonic realm and the, uh, the realms of darkness and evil and, and put all the weight of responsibility on that. Like, oh, if we can just get them out of the picture then. But yeah, if, if all the demons and devils were gone, we'd still be sinners. Yes. And so, uh, but yeah, that, that uh, Helzer's book on the unseen realm kind of opened my eyes to say, okay, you know, I'm not just battling with fl- flesh and blood, um, um, or not even my own, that, that there, there's, without getting wacky and weird, uh, you can really contend, and that's exactly what Paul's saying in Romans 12 here, uh, overcome evil with good. Uh, yes. So, so uh, you know, that, but but before you can, I think you have to realize that, and that's that's where that, that book you're talking about goes into, and you probably know more than me since you studied it for your doctoral uh, yeah. studies, but, uh, you know, the idea of, um, you know, Satan right from the very beginning, uh, all the way through the end, and and you know, fallen angels, and uh, you know, they're, they're, it's just just uh, you know, some of this really seemed kind of bizarre to me, and I don't want to get into the details sure, of, sure. of it, but at the same time, it, it just opened my eyes up to to the fact that when we read things like "Do not," uh, Romans twelve twenty one, "Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." Yes, it's it's not just I'll try to do nice things. Um, my my good deeds will help overcome an, an evil world. It's, right. it's there's a duality here in a sense of uh, my good deeds and my love for people and my you know the verse before that is uh, if your enemy's hungry feed him you know right. so that's that's a good thing you're doing that's a good is overcoming the evil and that but but there's something more cosmic going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah, in this, I was in the same chapter of scripture. Um, I like in the beginning because you know obviously. Most people may may know this already, but just in case they don't, the book of Romans is really laid out as the first 11 chapters are talking about what God did for us, right? right? You know, yeah. and the gospel, why we need salvation, all of that. But then once you get to chapter 12, then it, it shifts mm-hmm. gears. Now yeah. you do this, you live this way. Right. Here's your responsibility. And uh, so when it goes through 
the first part of chapter 12 is time out being this living sacrifice. This is what we're called to as Christians to not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Then it starts giving us these actual yeah. practical things. But one of my favorite scriptures in Romans is Romans 12, 9, when it says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. And then it goes on, outdo. But for me, just verse nine, it says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. I think sometimes you could you could parallel this with the scripture um, where John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. When we're talking about that, of course, it says Jesus died for the world in, in John chapter 3. So what are we talking about? We're talking about two different things. We're talking about he died for the world, for the people made in his image to mm -hmm. be saved through Christ. But underneath that, there's this fallen world system, yeah. principalities and spiritual darkness. Mm -hmm. And and so when he's talking about, you know, abhor what is evil, this is what he's talking about. And he's not saying abhor the person who who is evil? Right. There are that manifest evil that has yeah. evil in them. Um, that doesn't mean like in society we don't put people like you know Dahmer in prison. Mm -hmm. Right. But but we also understand that there's something dark there. You mentioned your kids, you know, dealings with addiction, and you know uh, I'm so thankful that God has healed and helped them all. But uh, you know, and not even trying to like say I don't know all of their stories. I know some of them got pretty deep into it, and some of them maybe less. But you know, I was deep, deep mm -hmm. in addiction. And I'm here to tell you, not from my experiential knowledge, but when you're in deep, deep addiction, there is, I have no doubts about a dark spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. It's a dark place. Addiction is a dark place, you know. Um, and I feel like it, it, it is spiritual. It's not just mm -hmm. physical. Right. Um, and, and so I feel like that, that there's a lot of elements to the way evil um, is present in humanity. Right. And I think what's interesting here is, you know, it's telling us to, to hold fast to what is good, you know, and to, to love what is genuine, um, and abhor what is evil. And in my opinion, I think this is saying, um, the way the sentence is written out that if you're, what is good and love that's genuine is not evil. Right. And anything that is not rooted in the love of God, anything that is not rooted in the goodness of God yeah. um, is evil. And I think this is something deeper and more spiritual, mm -hmm. just like the scripture you referenced in Ephesians when Paul yeah. is talking about, you know, this idea of standing and, mm -hmm. you know, all these things he's asking us to do. But then he says, remember, yeah. we're not actually wet warring against flesh and blood, yeah. but in spiritual principalities and high places. Yeah. And then in light of this, arm yourself with this armor of God. Exactly. It's not a hokey thing. He's, no. he's giving us practical advice to make sure we understand what we're really fighting here, what we're really up against, yeah. and to hold fast to the victory that we have in Christ. Pastor Joshua West here, co-host of the Gary Wilkerson podcast. I want to invite you to go to worldchallenge.org and listen to the latest sermon series from myself and from Gary Wilkerson. So taking that approach of seeing the unseen realm, the, 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 the spiritual powers and principalities that are working, let's say, in addictions or in, in a troubled marriage or in depression or suicidal thoughts, um, you know, those those are those are fallen, you know, we would, like I said earlier, we, we would have those just as sinners in a fallen nature, but then, then the, there's this power pushing us into these 
these wicked thoughts and vain imaginations. And so the, the, so as we are over this word in, in verse 21 of chapter 12 of Romans is overcome that. So that's, that's a, that's a battle word to, you know, it's, it's two forces conflicting with each other and, and one will overcome the other. And, and in 21, verse 21 there, there's no neutral there. If, if you've noticed that before, you are either going to be overcome by evil or you're going to be overcoming evil with good. You're not yes. going to be, you're not going to just say, I, I, I opt out of this battle. Uh, Neutrality you, is a myth. Yeah, you, you will be overcome by evil if you're, if you're neutral. Yeah. And so, and so I'm, I'm advocating today in this podcast for not an abandonment of personal responsibility and all things seem, seem in the spiritual realm, but to say, look, look at, the, uh, at how God created the world. There's, and, and he created heaven and earth. And uh, you know the powers and principalities; these are things that are real, and so we're we're battling with both of those. <clears throat> but no matter which way we're battling that, it's interesting we battle it with good. You know that, and so Jesus <clears throat> was the you know total perfect example of this conflict. Uh, he overcame evil with good, and so he clearly understood the this this realm that we're talking about today he understood and he says you know i came to destroy the works of the devil yeah you know, that's that's clearly a um and and how he and he didn't do that with the sword or with power or with you know human authority he he did that through love it was it was like all this evil exists and all this darkness and all these powers and principalities you, you uh, who would think you know coming on a, a colt and a donkey uh, into jerusalem would be a tool, an overcoming tool, right. something good, like that was humility, which we talked about in our first episode of this series. Uh, go back and watch that one. That was that was good. Um, but yeah, over, overcoming it. So it's it's a it's a, something that we are engaged in that that has human realities to it, but also has a supernatural reality behind it. Two things I would say. One is this: what you're hitting on is is a major problem in Christianity today is that we want to overcome evil in ways that weren't modeled for us through Christ. We want to come mm -hmm. overcome evil through through it's almost we want to overcome evil through the flesh. Mm -hmm. Paul warns us against this. Right. We can't overcome evil through the flesh. Right. I think when Jesus in John chapter 8 calls the Pharisees the sons of the devil, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like this staggering thing, but the truth is there is only two kingdoms. Right. You're either part of his kingdom or you're part of the kingdom of darkness, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And and so I think it's it's important to to uh, be conscientious of that and to realize that the way we overcome evil is modeled for us by Jesus. It's in the scripture. Actually, we get a pure example of it in Jesus's temptation as he's led into the the wilderness by the Spirit, and and Jesus overcomes. The, the 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 temptation of the devil by the word of God. Mm -hmm. And then later, all through his ministry, he's literally living those things out yeah. in practical ways for us. And ultimately, he overcomes the ultimate evil by doing something that's completely counterintuitive, yeah. by laying down his life exactly. so that he could raise it up again. But I was going to say one more thing about the book we were talking about. I think a, an, another reason, you know, this podcast isn't about that book, but I think one of the things that's really healthy about reading that book is he takes great pains to distance what he's talking about from our pop culture perception mm -hmm. of what these things are. Because immediately for most people, when you think of, you know, demons, you know, a lot of people, they think of the movie, The Exorcist, or they think of this weird, you know, manifestation you see in this movie. And so... We have to work really hard because in pop culture, 
there's one theme that that lives in like scary movies and stuff that even no matter how the demon looks or what happens what what gets glorified is the fact that this unknown power that we might be able to overcome it in and of ourselves but it, but there is no ultimate power of good over it so it's like right. they show up and it's uncontrollable there's nothing we can do and so mm -hmm. i think that influences the way we think about these things yeah. rather than realizing that the battle is is won yeah. the the war is over christ has victory and what god is asking us to do is to align ourselves with his kingdom and to overcome in these areas of our life as we're still reaching back into a lost mm -hmm. and dark world for people that we want to come into the light. I think we have to fight these battles as our flesh comes in contact or in contradiction of God's word, but that's a spiritual battle too. Um, we have to realize that there's an enemy. He's a liar. Right. You know, he, he he is the father of lies. Jesus said he's a murderer from the beginning. If we, if we, we, I'm not saying we have to live in fear of the devil, but let's not underestimate the, the, the fact that apart from Christ, that he has a lot of superiority to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I'm not preaching that, uh, hyping up the devil. What I'm saying is it makes us cling to Christ. It makes us cling to his word. And it also makes us deal with people differently. Mm -hmm. Because if we're dealing with flesh in the flesh, we end up not dealing with the, the lost like they're perishing rather than yeah. like they're the enemy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to, to do that... You know, we're working on you know two levels. We we are made of you know flesh and bone, um, but we live in a, a spiritual world. There's there's a connection between the two worlds, and so when we're when we're wanting to overcome evil, uh, whether it be family difficulties, marriage difficulties, addictions, and 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 our loved ones, we're we're wanting to overcome that, or even even more on a you know on a national scale to see the. You know, the powers and principalities behind the things like abortion or uh, the gender confusion in schools today. No doubt. In society today, you know, the, so how, do, how does good overcome those type of things? And I think uh, seeing ourselves as we're human and there's some human things we can do. Yes. Uh, that, that uh, you know, we can, we can contend, we can pray, uh, but then there are some supernatural things we can do as well. That, and so, again, going back to my kids, you know, part, part of our victory was you know, uh, showing good love to them and grace to them. But a part of it was also contending in the spiritual realm, praying for the power of God to come, praying that the powers of, you know, that Satan would be loosed. He would not be, his hands could not grip on our kids. And, and really, and taking authority, you know, that we, we, I do believe we have authority over powers of darkness. And again, the, the hyper-charismatic craziness is, has turned me off to a lot of uh, that or the excessiveness in this thing, but but that's to my own detriment. To, uh, and, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm awakening once again to say, okay, there's there's things here that that, I, that there's powers that the Lord has allowed us to have. You know, He could do it Himself. He could He could He you know why did He <clears throat> why did He choose us? You know, why why does He seem to have I guess you call it delegated authority. Seems like he delegated authority to angels, and then he delegated authority to to us. You know, in the in the Garden of Eden, he told him, you know, rule and 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 subdue and and work this and 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 not all of that's just human. A lot of that is is behind the scenes working and stuff. So that should that should call us to have faith in the powers of of, of God's Spirit that the Holy Spirit is at work in and through us. The power of prayer, the, the power of taking authority, the the, um, the, the the spiritual warfare that is done biblically, and um, 
you know, with with uh, with you know partnership and community, so you're not getting off on a tangent or getting too much into to realms of uh, mysticism almost. Right. Uh, but but being rooted and grounded in the word, but yet but fighting a, a real spiritual battle, and that's uh, that's the best. So so there's good, but this is the best good. The best right. good is the supernatural power that he's you know that Jesus has all authority, but he gave us authority as well. Right. And I think we can use that in in ways that really can help change us. And, and again, in the context of speaking of revival and spiritual awakening, this could be a great move of God in our country if if God moves so powerfully in our churches that this the the, the I guess called the spirit of this good uh, authority that God's given us can can contend with the powers of darkness and culture. I think we can win great victories. I think the line I completely agree with you. I think the line that that causes, you know, the the charismatic, the hyper charismatic confusion and trouble that people are very turned off by mainly. There's some people want to discount it altogether. But I think it really it really is the man-centeredness of it versus mm-hmm. the Christ-centeredness of it. Mm-hmm. That the that the authority is Christ. Now has God given us seated us in heavenly places and we're at the right hand of God and 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 God we have the Holy Spirit living in us, yes. But I think it's it's it turns into for the glory of man rather right. than for the glory of God. Yeah. And we also have to be trusting into the sovereignty of God. Yeah. So when we pray and we trust, you know, like with uh with your kids, you know, I can think of my own life. There there was seasons of people who had done everything they could do. They could pray. They but but what they really had to trust at some point was that God was that God was working all things together for the good of those who love and called according to his purpose and that God was doing a work in me. I think one of the things, the advantages of talking about the supernatural uh, and the fact that there is a spirits and principalities, um, you know, that God is a spirit, you know, who desires to be worshiped in spirit and truth. We can drive it all the way back to the gospel. If we don't think about the gospel as this utterly supernatural transaction, like not like, Hey, you're a Christian now, so you stopped cussing mm-hmm. and you got a better haircut and you're a respectable <laughs> member of society. No, you are dead in sin and trespass. And now you have been raised to life through a spiritual birth through the Spirit of God. I think if we're really like, if we're awed and wondered by the supernatural nature of the gospel, mm-hmm. then we realize that that's kind of, that's the life we're living. That's walking in the spirit. So we think of supernatural as sometimes being like casting out demons and stuff like that. But but the fact that you're able to bear the fruit of the spirit, that you're actually able to be good, that you're able act, actually able to walk according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. These are miraculous things in and of themselves. And so I think when we I want the thing that my mind went to, um, and I don't want to open a huge can of worms, but it's just the way we look at politics in our culture sometimes mm-hmm. where we, we've seen, yeah, I, I think you should be a, a responsible citizen. I think you should vote for people that bestly represent mm-hmm. your Christian values, be it, you know, you can debate if they're Christian or not or false, but right. people that are lining up with the law of God. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people have almost decided that there is no 
there is no way for God to do them. And, and the right. truth is the opposite is true. Yeah. If, if our, if the culture, if our culture is going to turn, we, we should do good and, and work towards that because that's who we are as people. But if God's going to change this, this nation, like he did Israel, um, certain times in their history, it's going to be because we humble ourselves. We seek God and, and we want something miraculous to happen. Um, it's going to take a move of God, yeah. you know, and we can't be afraid of saying things like that. The yeah. thing that we have, we can't make it seem like is that we have the formula for that no. and that we can make God do that. No, we, we pray and wait knowing that God is good. And so anyways, yeah. well, how we, how we close this off then I would say is, so you're, you're confronting a situation in your own, uh, own life and you know, that Satan is, is trying to tempt you, um, you have something in your family, you have something in your church, there's things going on in our nation. Um, and we are encouraging today for people to, um, through through good deeds and through love, counteract that, but also to take a step alongside of that and say prayer and uh, resist, you know, another scripture comes to mind, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Uh, and, and that's pretty good. That's a, that's a goodness to, to get the devil fleeing, running from us. Yeah, but this, yeah, but the whole, not to correct you, but the whole scripture is submit yourself to the Lord, right. resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. And that's, I think resisting the devil for him to flee is the flesh. Yeah. Submitting ourselves to God, resisting the devil. I, w I know that's not what you meant. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say that for the yeah. benefit of the yeah. hearer. Yeah. It, submitting ourselves to the Lord then we can resist the devil and yeah. he'll flee. Otherwise, yeah. we're just fighting a battle we can't win. Yeah, you know, not that we should, but uh, that it's a given that we're talking about people who want to submit to the Lord. Yes, sir. But they're not taking that step of faith to say, okay, you know, so I think there's a lot of people submitting to the Lord that aren't actually engaged in resisting, resisting the, devil. the devil. You know, and so I think that, 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 that I love how those two things tie in together. Yes, sir. It's one, it's one verse that needs to be brought to fullness. So thank you. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we just, man, we just scratched the surface of this thing. We could go for <laughs> 10 hours on this thing, but uh, dig deeper, look into this thing. And maybe we just did open up your eyes to it, a little bit of awareness of some things that are going on uh, that, that can give you some more uh, desire to engage in various ways, uh, opportunities that God has graced us with and through his power and authority to work in these things. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also you can place some comments on there. I'd love to hear an encouraging word from you uh, as well as check out worldchallenge.org for great resources that can help your faith continue to grow. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. If you're enjoying the podcast but want to dig deeper, both Gary and Joshua have books that you can buy right now on our online store. Go to worldchallenge.org and click on the store tab at the top of the page. There you'll find books written by David Wilkerson, Gary Wilkerson, Joshua West, and others as well. Check it out today. Ephesians 6.18 says that we should pray at all times in the Spirit with all kinds of prayer and supplication. If you would like someone at World Challenge to pray with you, visit worldchallenge.org forward slash prayer or call us at 1-833-WC-PRAISE. Again, that's 1-833-WC-PRAISE. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. 